0: There I say share my umbrella. Welcome back to the muster As you've just heard, Rowena Duncan standing in for Andy Muir. Hopefully he will be back with you next Thursday. Uh, but in the meantime, you're stuck with me for a few more shows. And joining me now is Chris Dylan, president of Southern Federated Farmers. Chris, things are looking really dry in the South at the moment. It doesn't seem to be any respite in sight for a wee while as well. Uh, how are farmers coping with this? Good afternoon.
1: Ah, Good afternoon, Roe. Yes, uh, farmers, especially in the west and south of the province, are are struggling with this because they're not used to prolonged dry periods, Uh, whereas northern, south and sort of farms for the dry period and the lower part of northern, south and is getting away with it. At the moment, we've had sufficient rain, so,
0: Yeah. We were speaking yesterday to Karen from Daring NZ to say how important supplement is going to be in the next few months as we transition into autumn.
1: Oh, exactly. There's a lot of supplement going out at the moment. It's, um, yeah, it's whether there's going to be enough come next springtime is the is issue for the province.
0: Yeah, it's a real challenge, especially as you say it, it's a part of the country that is normally pretty summer safe. Uh, it must be said. One thing though that farmers are doing at the moment uh, that I guess the weather's kind of good for at the moment is making sure that the ground is nice and dry for stubble burn-off but that does bring with it its own set of challenges as well.
1: Yeah, stubble, stubble burn-offs uh, it's a privilege that we have. Uh, we've worked some very good rules around it. Um, they'll just need to be reminded to follow some of those rules, Um, especially around checking the weather and especially around putting the fire brakes in properly. It's not just a matter of dragging a set of discs around the outside and lighting it. You've got to put a bit of preparation into these burns if we want to be able to keep doing it.
0: So what does good look like in terms of a burn? Uh, It's obviously starting by checking that weather forecast, as you mentioned, and maybe if the wind's too high, rescheduling it.
1: Yeah, yeah don't do it, don't try to beat the wind um, do, do it when the conditions are right. Um, and as I said, um planning like the the rules are five meter fire break, but like where we have uh or anything like that we we'll, we go out to twenty meters. Fire break, plus we back burn away from them so that you can guarantee it's not going to jump it.
0: So a little bit of common sense goes a long way but especially though for those who might be new to this even just checking in with your neighbours before you do it and communicating and making sure you're not both burning at the same time as well I guess.
1: Oh exactly yeah so that if something goes wrong then the pressure on the resources is, is not that bad
0: yeah, and of course, uh, we do have amazing volunteer firefighters right around south. And so a shout out to them, though, because they do often get called if burnouts do get out of control.
1: They do, but you also look at your message and you know where you're going. And there's sometimes a big sigh going where we drop on what we're doing to go and help them again. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I remember up in Taranaki being at discussion groups, you'd hear the siren uh, go off, you'd be at the footy, you'd hear the siren go off and half of the people around you would just drop tools and off they go. It's a really challenging time when everyone is so busy at the moment and especially with the pressure coming on, with uh, labour, with COVID, people uh, isolating and things like that, it is now, is so important to get this right.
1: Exactly, you've got to get it right. Um, yeah, we had uh, incidences in the fire brigade a few weeks ago where there's just not volunteers turning up because of the uncertainty of what's going on. So it'd bear that in mind as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Look after your community. Uh, Chris, where are we at with Hiwaka Ekenoa? The consultation process, I think, is still underway in this?
1: Yeah, they're, they're still working on that. Um, it's it's a very difficult one. We've Hiwaka's been given an opportunity to come up with our own idea. Um, it's sort of moved away from that a little bit. It's not stuck to its original principles, in my opinion. Um, farmers are, are getting asked to vote for one of the options, and it's it's a bit like getting a turkey to vote for Christmas. They're not really that keen on it. Um, there's other options being put up, um, but yeah, we're really just going to have to um, to see where this one ends. Um, It's it's got to a point, it's not about the environment, it's about attacks, Uh, and that's what's frustrating people.
0: Yeah, understandable. There are a lot of resources on this, on the Federated Farmers website, on the Dairy and website, on the Beef and Lamb website as well. So I do encourage everyone to go and check them out, because I must say, it is a lot to get your head around, Chris.
1: I've been involved in the process for a long time, it is a lot to get your head around. Uh, basically, to come, the, the, the simple way is if it's going to go ahead in any form, it revol- involves um, reduction of stock numbers, and that's not always the best option.
0: Now, especially for people who have already reduced stock numbers for, for a myriad of reasons, whether it's environmental reasons, whether it's the weather reasons, whether they're changing their farming uh, processes as well, it's really hard to just keep dropping and dropping.
1: Oh, it is, and it takes the flexibility out of out of farming. Mm. Like, um, for instance, we're loading hoggets out at the moment. Um, like, if they bring in that sort of rules in an arable farm, we're not just going to have the flexibility to bring stock on and off yeah. like we have done in the past.
0: So I guess that's what you're trying to say, is this will really impact every single farm right around the country. It will impact your processes and how you farm. So that's why it's so important to do the research, find out what's going to work for you and and vote on your best option.
1: Oh, exactly. And, yeah, not just uh, have a money-go-round that's uh, essentially putting an uncertain tax in front of farmers that can be changed at any point. Yeah, indeed.
0: Uh, Chris, what's in store for you this weekend? Oh, yeah, we have a
1: recreational combine harvester that we sit on on the weekends, usually.
0: <laughs> nice. So there's
1: meant to be a bit of wind coming, so yeah, we'll try to finish off the last of the harvest.
0: Yeah, good on you. Good time to be doing it. Hey, Chris uh, President of South Federated Farmers, thank you so much for your time on the muster today. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, not a problem. Thank you. There we go. Chris Dillon there. Just a reminder, as he said uh, so well, if you are thinking of burning your stubble, go and check out the conditions. Make sure you do that before anything else. If you're uncertain, pick up the phone, give someone a ring, chat to your neighbour. Don't just push ahead because you feel you have to. There is help and advice at hand. Look up next. We're going to head to Awarua to catch up with Steve Henderson, a dairy farmer there, a real good bloke, as Andy Muir tells me, who's got great insight into running his business with with staff as a key part is the way he uh, runs his operation, and of course, staffing issues are quite prevalent around the country at the moment. So, a good time to catch up with Steve next before the end of the hour. Kathy South and Rural Support Trust, uh, and Mel Cupid from Fert NZ here on the muster. But it's true.